Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Safety Meeting Podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Heckert. Today's episode is a quick mini episode with Mr. Nick Pyatt, my old friend from North Carolina. Just moved out here recently, a couple years ago. We share a couple of stories about a recent bachelor party to the Bahamas, a couple of quick concert stories, and some uh, some fun anecdotes. And then 20 minutes later, he's out. So if you got a spare 20 minutes, tune in. Let me know what you think. Let's uh, get some ratings and some subscribers going on there on the old iTunes. And we'll see you next time on the Safety Meeting Podcast. Thanks for listening. We're in, we're in. We are recording. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Nick Pyatt in the house. He wants to do a mini episode, a five-minute Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Quickly, but genuinely. I'd, I'd like you to play it 20 times so it adds up to an hour. <laughs> so, so we're going to do five minutes of recording. Oh, that doesn't even, that math doesn't even work. 20 times it's so 12. it's 100 minutes long. It's 12. Five times it be 12. an hour and 40 minutes. We've got a five-hour podcast marathon going on. It's just going to be this five minutes times Five-minute five marathon. Right. Uh, Speaking of marathons, you ran one recently. Yeah, uh, I ran about half of one and walked... A half of one. But doesn't it, isn't it more fun to say I ran the marathon? But I did that in one day, so. 26 miles, ladies and gentlemen, all by himself. The, uh, it's 26.2, and mm-hmm. I make that distinction because at the 26 marker, I assumed I could see the finish line, and that was not the reality <laughs> of the situation. <laughs> you couldn't see .2 miles down the road? Uh, there was a turn. So at the oh, 26, no. at the 26 point, or you see that thing, you go, oh, and then you turn the corner and you go, oh, uh. it's like. 10 blocks away of like 0.2 miles is way longer than you. I mean, I don't know what the block, you know, it probably right. wasn't 10, but it's the longest 0.2 miles. It was life. the longest 0.2 miles for sure. I have wow. ever walked. Uh, Cause at that point I was stumbling and kind of delusional. And uh, yeah, Craig said you were eating. out of it when he picked you up. I was definitely out of it. I, I wasn't totally sure where I was uh, and had spent a half an hour dry heaving before he saw me. But you, the only thing you do know is that you ran from Los Feliz to Santa Monica, at least. Uh, yeah, Dodger Stadium to the pier. Which is a ridiculous amount of mileage to put in for a human body. Yep. Did you train for the marathon? Absolutely not. Nope, just <laughs> just kept on chugging beers and eating Taco Bell. Yep. And then on the day of... I, had, I went to the Troubadour the night before uh, to the... Uh, I don't even remember what show it was. Yeah, now I definitely don't remember what show it was. All right, he went to an un- I went to the Troubadour the night before and had a ham and cheese sandwich and fries. They have food at the Troubadour? The Troubadour food is underrated, for sure. I didn't know it existed. Yep. Uh, if you go back and sit behind the bar, it's sitting. It's right there, and oh, they make your food. Oh, that little window? And, yeah, that little window has decent food. There's a little guy, there's a dude in there who has a little grill. And oh, he, wow. Yeah, it's good. Well, if you're ever in Los Angeles, uh, for, my, for both my listeners, if, if you're ever in Los Angeles... And you find yourself at a show at the Troubadour, try the grilled cheese. Yeah, the next day you can do a marathon. Yeah, um, the cheese is so strong. The cheese is that good. It's a marathon. It was Laura, uh, the, show was, uh, the show was Laura, Jane Grace, and the Devouring Mothers. All right. That was the show I went to. So that auditory be- stimulation in conjunction with the grilled cheese empowered you to run 26.2 miles. And the night before that, I went to a show at the Palladium with Craig and Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, that was, I was supposed and to go to that. What was that? 
Uh, oh, I know it was. Kelly King opened with his drummer band, Dwight Yoakam. No. Okay. I don't remember that show either. That'll probably come to me later. It was Dwight Yoakam. That's, <laughs> no, it really it's, wasn't. It's Dwight. Dwight Yoakam until you remember what it actually was. <laughs> All right, we'll call it that. I've never seen Dwight Yoakam, though, so. Seriously? No. Huh. Never. Well, he's probably never seen you then. No, he hasn't. That's a fair statement. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's that's fair. So it's fair to say that you and Dwight Yoakam are not friends. Uh, fun fact, though, Jack White has heard me play guitar in person. I've never heard him play guitar in person. Oh, wow. We can't get into why, though, can we? No, that's fine. So I, I was I was selling guitars, and uh, Jack White's tour manager slash guitar tech, like this was super early on they had only ever had fell in love with a girl on the radio okay they weren't even on the second single yet right so this is back in raleigh this is in raleigh they're playing uh disco rodeo that night uh which was you know the the ritz I believe oh right 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 down off capitol yeah the inside the or off way forest road in yeah. between capitol and Wake Forest, road, yeah. whatever and so uh they're playing there that night jack white's twin reverb went out like the reverb tank was no good. Mm-hmm. The tour manager comes in. I'm calling on tour manager like to be friendly. I, d- I think he was everything on that tour. Yeah. But he's he's dressed just like them. Suit, red oh, tie, wow. like red shirt, white tie, black suit, whatever. Yeah. Top hat. Uh, the credit card says peppermint music or wow. something like that on it. And uh, I'm assuming by now that's that's past, but and they've got a whole nother thing. But uh I think a third man. This was probably 2003 club. or something like that. Yeah. 2004. Is that before probably. third man, you think? I think it was. Oh. Yeah. I think it was before he, because he didn't have any. Did I get that name right? Third man. Yeah. Third man records. Yeah. It was before that because that's his actual label. He opened that later. They yeah. opened that in Nashville. He was still living in Detroit at this point. Wow. So they're, they're in North Carolina. Yeah. And uh, they're playing the show. His reverb tank on his vintage twin reverb goes out. Mm. So the guy comes in, and he's like, hey, uh, I need to borrow a, tw- uh, a reverb tank out of a twin reverb. We're like, of course not. That voids the warranty. We can't sell it at that point. Mm. Can't do that. After some going back and forth, he's like, all right, well, let me, uh, let me just get a reverb pedal. You know, what options are there? So somebody looks at me and is like, that's you, dude, because I was the pedal guy. So I get a bunch of reverb pedals, get them all out, plug them all up. I'm like, all right, what, what guitar should I use if you want to hear them? It's like the cheapest thing with humbuckers you have. The <laughs> cheapest thing. Right, because you know, in any other situation, I'd go grab, you know, for, for a legitimate band like that, and they wanted to test something, I'd go grab the nicest guitar. and right. Or whatever they play. Right, except yeah. in this case, the guitar he was playing, that airline thing, is so cheap and so shitty that they wanted it to be, like when he wanted to test stuff, he was like the cheapest thing with humbuckers. Because that was going to be the closest thing to the actual tone he was going to get. Wow. So I went and grabbed a $100 Epiphone yeah. and plugged it in to all these reverb pedals and went through, you know, one at a time, played a couple of, you know, power chords just so they could hear, you know, he could hear uh, what it was. And this is just the tour manager. And he's like, all right, it's between those two. I go back and forth between those two for a second. Then he gets on the phone calls somebody, you know, this is a flip phone. This is 2003, right? Right. <laughs> he gets on his flip phone. He calls somebody. I don't know who he's talking to. He's like, hey, can't do the reverb tank thing. We got to go with one of these pedals. You want to hear him? And he's like, okay, cool. 
uh, all right, hey man, just go between those two. Holds his flip phone out. And uh, I play those two. He's like, okay. He gets back on his phone for a second, talks to whoever he's talking to. He's like, all right, uh, do that again. You go back and forth through, you know, do the two pedals again. Gets back on his phone. He's like, all right, cool. All right, the one on the left. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, all right, fine. I grabbed that one. Of course, through a flip phone in 2003 with all of those pedals, Jack White, through, a, through that phone, picked out the weirdest, most like ridiculous, unique reverb pedal we had mm-hmm. at the time. Well, his buddy helped him narrow it down, but he made the final selection. Right. He knew, like, I was going between two, and he knew the weirdest one through a flip phone. Mm. Just listening to me play some, you know, just bang some chords out or whatever. And then uh, <clears throat> he's like, all right. And yeah, uh, at some point he says, like, you know, Jack, Jack says that one will work, so we're going to do that. So I, I, at that point, I'm like, oh, wow, that really was Jack White. That's cool. Mm. And um, we ring him up. Uh, I go to ring him up. I didn't give him a deal. <clears throat> I wasn't really thinking about that. The manager runs over, changes the price, asks for backstage tickets, gives them to him. They don't take me. I'm like the 20-year-old kid at the store at the time. Cool. So Aww. despite going through all that, I, I don't get to go to the show. And for whatever reason, every time I've been in town when he ended up playing somewhere, I've never actually gone, mm-hmm. just randomly, you know, by coincidence. So to this day, I've never seen or heard Jack White play live, but he has heard me. Hmm. So, fun fact. That is a fun fact. Yep. We, uh, Craig and I... Uh, Mostly attributed to Craig. I guess Craig was already on the job, and he brought me onto a series that was called "From the Basement." That was recorded at uh, in the main studio at Capitol Records. That's cool. And it was uh, like a multicam. You know, band comes in, plays live, but it's in an awesome studio kind of thing. It was a British TV show, and we did Rack and Tours. I really like the Rack and Tours. Yeah. They just had an album come out. But Jack was in the wagon tour. Right? Yep. Okay. I'm Still not, is. Yeah. Is he? Yep. Great. Uh, he had a weird pheromone kind of metal <laughs> thingy happen. And he had all yep. this gear and touched none of it. Uh, but that was a great series to work on. We did them. The Queens of the Stone Age. Um, some band that was nobody when we did them. And then like years later became somebody. That's not a great story, but it's somebody. <laughs> Something um, fun fact: theremin. Mm-hmm. I've only ever seen used live one time that was any decent, and it was it was Black Flag. Really, Greg, Greg Ginn, the guitar player that you know is basically the founder of Black Flag, started SST Records, all that. Uh, he still is super weird and just does what he wants, and overused a theremin during a Black Flag set that I saw. This wasn't that long ago. It was like 2013, probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, he used it in between every song just to make noise. And then occasionally, once in a while, in songs. But does anybody actually know how to play one of those things? Uh, there are some people who know how to play those things, but it's not a great instrument because you're not... like. You'd have to master it 
to make it make sense in a band. Yeah. And nobody teaches it. So mastering it is something you do on your own in a bedroom. Right. And there are probably only a handful of people in the world that have actually done that. So when you stick your hand in the air and wave it around, how does that work? Why is there a metal (laughs) rod hanging out? Uh, That rod is sending a signal out above it. And then all you're doing is squashing the signal like a manual uh, compressor or signal limiter or whatever. Right. So, so if you, you wiggle your fingers, it's oscillating the wave pattern. And yeah. The, the, uh, the easiest way to kind of play with that and understand it is a lot of the workstations, uh, like expensive, nice workstations mm-hmm. at, a, you know, at a music store, you can go in and there will be some random button on the left and uh, with a little light, and you can just pretend play with a digital one. Oh, right, the two lights, and it's get with the little metal, uh, yep. plastic in the middle, and you can just... Yeah. And it's it's not an actual... Like a Yamaha Motif or yeah. Cor- you know, Korg it's, Kronos So it just whatever. simulates... Is that basically based on radar? Like it's, it just bounces the light off your hand or whatever? And uh, Yeah, I think they're using a light in that situation. Yeah. But a theremin is an actual signal huh. like that's coming off of it. Well, this is so far the nerdiest podcast that I've ever done. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, well, I normally walk people through their life story, but I know yours, and um, I don't. Even, and both of my listeners know you, so <laughs> both, uh, both of them. We're now twelve minutes into a five minute podcast. Whoa! Yeah, how does that yeah. feel? Do we just play this twelve <clears throat> minutes five times? Because math is that. Yep, that's 60. Do you have any interesting stories from a recent trip to the Bahamas that you made with your friends? No. <laughs> Allegedly? <laughs> that's awesome. Absolutely not. That's the best answer I went ever. to a casino once. Yeah, that's it. You went and you left it. That's all we can tell you about that, folks. As your attorney advised <clears> you not <throat> to further that story. In that way. <laughs> uh, thoughts on the food. Craig doesn't listen to the podcast. So we can talk shit about his bachelor party all we right. want to. The food was all right. The the dinner yeah. food was great in the Bahamas. Dinner food was great. The lunch by the ocean, I could live without. Honestly, I don't. I don't think there was going to be a scenario where we enjoyed the lunch in the middle of drinking out in the sun. Yeah, no. Like there's there's not a uh, there's not a great lunch that happens. Like as somebody hands you the perfect taco. Yeah. And you eat it, and then that's it. Yeah. But we we were going to this like sit down restaurant outside. In swimming trunks. Yeah. And they're like, do you want chicken fingers or chicken fingers? We're like, I guess we'll have the chicken fingers again. Yeah, but I honestly think they could have fed us great food and it would have been like, hey, can we go back to drinking and sitting in the water now? True, true. Yeah. And and food doesn't even taste great after you've had a gallon of seawater. Yeah. But usually by lunchtime, most of us, I don't know, at least for me, I was chugging water all morning to recover from the evening before. You should have caught that stingray and we could have had that for lunch. That's a story. I'm a stingray catcher. That stingray scared me as bad as I've been scared in a while. Really? It was. I like, wasn't even that scared. It almost stung away me. From, I, didn't, I didn't know stingrays jumped. I didn't either. So <laughs> I for found those of out. You listening at I home, found out in the air while it was in yeah. the air. I was like, "That's a stingray. They jump." Yeah. And then I panicked and swam. To, I swam in, and some little girl went out and got our football. Yeah, because we were too scared. Yeah. So uh, backstory, uh, both of you at home. Nick and I were in the Bahamas on a bachelor party for our friend Craig Cox. Shout out, Craig Cox. And uh, we were tossing a football in the crystal clear ocean under the influence of uh, just a couple of beverages of uh, made for adults. 
And uh, I, I turn around. And Jack Daniels, born on yes, September 5th. Correct. We drank the open bar out of Jack Daniels every day we were there. And I turn around and a stingray, a manta ray, a man of war, a thing, an ocean <laughs> dwelling a, something a, or other. It had wings and a two-foot tail. Right. You, <laughs> I call it a manta ray. Some people call it a stingray. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay devil ray. Who knows? But it leaped out of the water, flapped its <laughs> wings multiple times, a few feet in front of me, and then landed back in the water, which uh, prompted the, re- the response from me and Nick to run. It was fight or flight and we flight. Yeah. That was the fastest I've ever we got out of the swam. Water. You could have the same thing. We got out of the water so fast, you might as well have said shark. Yeah. I think I, I, think I panicked worse than if you had said shark because... I had no idea that stingrays jumped out of the water. If I had right. seen a shark jump out of the water, it would have been like, I've seen that before. But in the moment, I, the stingray appeared to start flying for a second, and that didn't make any sense to me. Birds aren't even really shaped like that. Right. But the fins become wings when it's that... It, it went all the way out of the water. Like it five was or a, six feet. Uh, and we were only in three feet of maybe, water. Maybe not five or six, but it maybe was, 10 it was or few, 11 feet, probably. <laughs> it, was, it was a good 1,000 feet out of the water. It flew so high. It flew from Florida over right. us. Yeah, so. I it, rode it, it back me, to Los it scared, Angeles. It scared me so bad that uh, because it was of the unknown, it didn't make any sense. And I just like went swimming as fast as I could back to the, uh, the sand. And. We all did. There were probably four of us in the water. And then a, I'm going to say, eight-year-old girl mm-hmm. went right out into the water six, and got five. our football for us and yeah. brought it back to us. We were like, hey, little girl, go, was, get that, go get that ball for us. Because she's tougher than all of us. Yeah. Well, she didn't know any better. <laughs> I, I, oh, man, that was a sound I don't know. made out of my body. Oh. Side note, Nick and I have been at uh, Sycamore Tavern having a couple of couple of drinks we came back here because i wanted to keep drinking a couple of beers while i listened to a podcast that i'm going to post tonight but then i realized we were just both sitting here listening to it and i can do that and edit on alone and uh now we're sitting here doing a mini podcast at 17 minutes which is three and a half times longer than nick wanted to be recording that's all right but i'm gonna go ahead and call an end to this first mini cast in fact, I think you should be a once-a-week reoccurring mini-cast guest host. That sounds great. And we'll do 20-minute episodes once a week. And when the one of us has to pee, the episode's over. That's right up my alley. Great. Let's do that. Thanks for coming, Nick. Thanks. Right. I hope you enjoyed checking out Nick's couple of stories, and we might make this a regular thing. Don't hold me to it, but it uh, should be something to look forward to. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Next time.